0: Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. We've been busing the teenagers um, to our youth ministry. And uh, we have a, a program through our youth ministry called Free Ride that buses kids that can't get there to youth. And uh, as the team have been meeting their families, their families have been saying, well, can we come as well? And they said, well, we've got a service for you on a Sunday. So now we're busing their families to the 9 a.m. service from, uh, from Santa Ana, which is awesome. And we're going uh, to keep, uh, keep reaching out and seeing, uh, seeing God do awesome things. Have you got your Bible with you? Jeez. This must be the unsay service, Pastor Trevor. Two of you have got your Bible. Who's got their Bible? Wave at me. Half of you are lying. You're like, I got it. No, you don't. You would have said it before if you had it. We're going to put it up on the screen, okay, for all those heathens that didn't bring it with them. <laughs> That's all right. We're gonna, uh, it's going to come up on the screen, Matthew 21. I want to read this story and, uh, and I'm going to preach. And I promise you I won't... Uh, I won't preach for long. Matthew twenty-one, verse one. Now, when they drew near Jerusalem, and came to Bethphage or Beth, I found out today it's Bethphage, Pastor Javon. But uh, anyway, let's say Beth, Bethphage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the others a bit sketchy. At. At the Mount of... Some of you are like, did you just say the Bible's sketchy? Just let's keep reading. <laughs> At the Mount of Olives... <laughs> oh, Lord, help us. This is not a good start, hey? We haven't started well. <laughs> saying to them... Okay, let me set. Jesus comes to the village. Okay, saying to them, go, said to his disciples, go into the village opposite you and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on them and set him on them. And a great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. This this story... We know, we're familiar with this story. We always look at this surrounding the time of Easter. But I was looking at this story and felt like God just speak to me uh, to just share a real brief um, message about this. But I think it carries with a powerful principle. And, and, uh, and God just really spoke to me about it and challenged me. So I wanted to share it with us today. This story is, it's one of probably the most celebrated stories in the Bible. We, as I said, we look at it at Easter if we ever see a picture um, of a man sitting on a donkey, we know it's it 's jesus it's it 's a powerful moment where Jesus reveals who he is. Um, they praise him as the messiah. He comes as the story said He sent the disciples they get this this donkey and they bring it and he sits on the donkey and and he cruises through this. This city street and he's magnified, he's lifted up and he's glorified. And it's almost like this, it's the moment where the Messiah is unveiled. It's, it's like a glorious moment in the Bible. It's a powerful moment in the Bible. But the thing that jumps out to me the most as I was looking at this or more recently, I was looking at this story is not Jesus On the donkey, as powerful as Jesus is and as awesome as He is as our Saviour and Messiah, it's not the size of the crowd. It's not the unveiling of Jesus and all His power and all His might and all His glory. What jumped out at me and what I want to preach on was the insignificance of this donkey. If you know anything about donkeys, and I don't know that there will be many here that do, because I didn't, unless you've, you know, got like a... I don't know maybe you have a pet donkey and you know more than most but donkeys don't exactly have a great reputation donkeys are not when we talk about donkeys they're not necessarily considered to be um you know a, a, a an animal that exemplifies glory and power does it when we think of donkeys you think of something quite stupid don't you you think of the big ears. Let's get it. We had a picture somewhere. They had a picture. You think of, there we go. We have a laugh. We look at a picture of a donkey and we think, just an ugly looking thing, isn't it? Its the ears are out of proportion. It's known for being stubborn. I dare say, I mean, I've never personally smelt one, but I dare say they stink a bit. They're not necessarily fast at running. It does say that they're, they're strong. They're known for being. Workers, but when I was looking at this story, it kept going over in my spirit how, in the midst of this whole scene and in the midst of this whole scenario, how the donkey seems to be the odd one out. Do you ever do those tests as a little kid? When they they, I did a lot of these tests. Um, my mum, being a psychologist, didn't help. But what they would do is they would get. Three you'd see a picture, and it would be three oranges and one apple, and you had to pick which one didn't belong. Do you know those tests? Somebody like, bro, I still have to do those. That's okay. <laughs> if you were to look at this story, you got a crowd, you got Jesus the Messiah, you've you've got people laying down their clothes for him. It's this awesome. Powerful picture and powerful story, but then right there, smack bang in the middle of it, is this stinky, smelly, big eared donkey. I mean, if someone took a picture of Jesus, this donkey, this would be the greatest photo bomb of all history. If you don't know what a photo bomb is, it's when someone takes a photo of someone, and then in the background, there's someone just poking their head out, just doing one of these just to try and get in the picture. If someone was there to take a picture of Jesus, it's almost like the donkey doesn't belong there. It's almost like the donkey doesn't fit in the story. But you have to understand Jesus is so specific in everything that He does. He doesn't do anything by accident. He doesn't just choose a donkey because He can't find a horse. He's not looking to do something because another plan didn't work out. He has a perfect plan all the time, every time. He knows exactly what He wants to do. And there's always a message for us in it. We look at this this story and I kept sitting in it and kept thinking about it and, and praying about it. And then I started to look at donkeys and how often Jesus actually chose to ride on a donkey. If you know the story of Mary and Joseph, it was when they when they moved from one town to the next to escape, it actually says that, it, that they the, the theologians say that they traveled on a donkey. Jesus traveled on a donkey even when he was in his mother's womb, he was on a donkey. Yeah. On. If you know the story of Balaam, God actually chose a donkey yeah. to speak through the mouth of a donkey yeah. to Balaam. Yeah. And the more I started to look and study donkeys, the more excited I began to get. Because I don't know about you, but when I read of God using powerful people that were powerful before God touched them, that doesn't excite me. When I read about stories of God using people that were blessed before God touched them, that had anointing before God touched them, that doesn't stir me. But when I read of God getting a hold of a simple, smelly, big-eared, out-of-proportion donkey and using the donkey to bring Him glory, that gets me excited and... Causes me to start to think that maybe if God would use a stinky, smelly donkey, maybe He would grab a hold of a crazy Australian and do something through me as well. He, he spoke to these disciples and He said, I want you to go and I want you to untie. I want you to untie that donkey and I want you to bring that donkey to me. He says, loose, I want you to loose Loose that donkey. See, the donkey was untied, the donkey was loosed for a purpose. Do you know that God sets you free for a purpose? You, when you come into church and you have that encounters with God and, and you know we get the, the fluffy bubbles and the goosebumps and we sing and we cry, understand what God is doing in you, there's a purpose for that. He sets you free with a plan and purpose for your life. His, his plan for you was not just to save you, but to actually use you. You were loosed and set free for a purpose. Yes, celebrate the freedom that we, that we experience, but walk in that freedom to see other people also receive Jesus. When we look at this story of the donkey and, and I start talking, studying donkeys and, and looking at it more, I started to think about how much a donkey really represents what our life as Christians is all about. See, this donkey's sole purpose, his sole purpose was to carry Jesus. He had no plan. Dude was tied up. It said he had never been ridden before. And he was just chilling, going nowhere until Jesus got a hold of him then his whole the whole trajectory of his life the whole everything changed the moment Jesus got a hold of this donkey and what it spoke to me was this story spoke to me about my life and about our life as Christians do you know that our life the bible says does not belong to us it says that we don't own ourselves Christ owns us, it says that He paid a high price for us. Do you know that everything that we are, everything that we have, every platform He puts us on, every gift He gives us, every job that we have, every friend we make is all about carrying Jesus to people. But what we need to be reminded of is when we understand how significant our role is here on earth in carrying Jesus, at the end of the day, it's still just a donkey. See, I think we have people that too often what happens is they get the focus out of whack. They get so focused on the gifting that God's put on their life and what they're called to do that they forget the reason you have that gifting is to carry Jesus. We get people that fall so in love with the platform and and the position that God has given you that you forget. Don't get so caught up in where He puts you that you forget about the reason that you're there. It's still just a donkey. It's still a little bit smelly. It's still a little bit out of proportion. Let's be reminded in church that we're still just donkeys. Our job is to carry Jesus, our purpose is to carry Jesus, don't get caught up, focusing on the donkey. This awesome story in First Samuel. 916 is going to come up on the screen. let's go 918 and Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate and said, let me set this up for you. What's happened here is Saul is sent out. This is before Saul is anointed to be king. And Saul's father owns all of these donkeys. His donkeys take off and he can't find them. So Saul's father sends Saul to go and, to go and look for the donkeys. So Saul takes his servant with him and they're going out and they're looking for the donkeys and And what happens is his servant remembers of a prophet who lives in a nearby town. Saul and his servant had been going from town to town to try and find the donkeys. And his servant remembers and his servant says to him, hang on, there's a prophet in a town called Samuel. Let's go there and let's ask him. He's a prophet. He's a man of God. Maybe he'll know where the donkeys are. And so they go to this town and in verse 18, it says, Then Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate and said, Please tell me where is the seer's house, the prophet's house? Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me to the high place, for you shall eat with me today and tomorrow I will let you go and will tell you all that is in your heart. Verse 20, but as for your donkeys that were lost three days ago, do not be anxious about them, for they have been found. And on whom is all the desires of Israel? Is it not on you and on all your father's house? And Saul answered and said, Am I not a Benjamin of the smallest of the tribes of Israel, and my family the least of all my families of the tribe of Benjamin? Why then do you speak like this to me? Now Samuel took Saul and his servant and brought him into the hall. And had them sit in the place of honour among those who were invited. There were about 30 people. And the story goes on in the next chapter is where Saul is actually anointed king. But here's the point of this story. Saul set out focused on the donkeys. And even when he came into contact with someone that was about to set him up and see him propelled into his destiny. He was about to miss The call of God and the destiny and plan and purpose God has for him because he was about to go and chase some donkeys. And Samuel said to him, don't worry about the donkeys. Forget the donkeys. The donkeys will be taken care of right now. Your destiny is at hand. I have a bigger plan for you than just the donkeys right now. See, we've got to be reminded that God has a plan for our life that God has purpose for your life. And if we get caught up chasing after the donkeys and focusing on the donkeys, we can miss the call of God and the plan and purpose God has for us. He called this donkey. And if you look at the story with Jesus, it says that He calls, it actually says that there's not just one, there's two donkeys. There's a colt, there's, a, there's, a, there's an adult donkey and there's a, there's a smaller donkey. This speaks to me of what true discipleship is. This speaks to me of what it means. See, this is what we need in church is we need people that, that understand the call of God on their life and present that as an example to a younger generation that show a younger generation this is what laying down your life looks like when God calls you respond come with me let me show you what it means to have a revelation that everything i have is just a donkey for jesus to ride on see we need some some businessmen that will show Young business entrepreneurs that wanna be in business, we need to, yes, show them how to be entrepreneurs. Yes, teach them how to do business, but also show them how to give. Show them how to lay your business down. Be that example for them. Show them how you're in church every week on a Sunday because you understand that God's given you that place of authority to lift up the name of Jesus and not get in the way of you and God and your church. I love that we have businessmen that God has blessed. We have businessmen in our church that that volunteer during Divine Conference and say, "Listen, I've got a nice car. Can 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 I can I can get you? you I'll drive someone. I'll, I'll drive a speaker. I'll I'll drive one of the guests in my car. See that that shows to me a businessman." who understands, even though God has blessed your business, don't forget that business is still a donkey to lift up the name of Jesus. Don't get so caught up in your donkey that you're standing there brushing the donkey and when the disciple comes and says, I need it, no, no, no I'm too busy looking after this little thing. See, that's what we have. We've got people that are over on the side, just grooming donkeys, wondering when am I gonna do something for God? God's calling you now. You need to understand what God has given you. is for. It's, He's given you that to actually carry Jesus and show that example. Show that example to a younger generation. We, we, need, we need women in church that, that understand. See, understand everything that we have. God was speaking to me about everything that we have, everything that I am is all about carrying Jesus. Everything that He's blessed me with is all about carrying Jesus. We are all about carrying Jesus to lost people. That's what Heart for Orange County is all about. We need, we need some, some examples in the church Our young people need examples of of older people that are going before them, showing them this is what it looks like to lay it down. It's great to be blessed. It's awesome to be blessed. But don't get so caught up in the blessing that you forget about the reason you got the blessing in the first place. We need some, some women in church that, that know how to dress nice, that know how to dress classy. But they'll also show a younger woman that they can wear the heels in church. But watch me kick off these heels real quick when the praise song comes on. Because I want to get excited about Jesus. More excited about my God than I am about the clothes that I'm wearing. I was walking, the other day I was walking with my wife and she's walking along and and we're at a restaurant and she's walking along and the back of her heel, the back of her heel was about to fall off. It had split. And I said, babe, your heel your, your heel, heel is about to fall off. And I said, what has happened to your shoe? And you know what she said? She said, that's from jumping in church. Come on. We need some people that understand God might have blessed me. I don't care if they're the shoes with a red bottom or not. Kick them off, learn how to praise, learn how to get excited. Don't forget that God's blessed you to give God some praise is just a donkey. It's just a donkey. She'll probably hate that and I'll have to borrow a new pair of shoes. We can get so caught up. So busy, we forget that everything that we're called to do is about carrying Jesus to lost people. The building we have is a donkey. The Lost Boys program that's happening out there—it's a donkey. Everything that we have, everything that God gives us, is a donkey. The thing I love about this story as well is that it says that the donkey had never been ridden and they say that in that setting, for a donkey to be calm and for a donkey to just do what it did was unheard of. See, the donkey wasn't rattled by the crowd. The donkey wasn't affected by the crowd, by what was going on around him. See, I've seen too many people that... That, that especially you see people often in ministry that as God elevates them and a crowd starts to appear and people start to gather and maybe you get an interview on TV or someone will ask you how you feel about a topic and we we shy away and we, we pull back from the reason God's put us in that circle in the first place. See why He's put us in front of the crowd is to lift up Jesus. What point is the influence in front of the crowd if we shy away from preaching the Word of God and lifting up the Name of Jesus? Let's not get so caught up in the influence that we have that we forget about why we've been given it. It's a donkey. Your car, it's a donkey. Your gifting, it's awesome. Oh, you're great at what you do. Guess what? It's a donkey. We gotta. I'm trying. I know this is simple. Listen, I know it's basic. But I was praying praying yesterday and just walking around and it suddenly hit me. I'm just a donkey. There's something freeing about recognizing that you're just a donkey. Do you know what I mean? I don't, you you know, like, Do do your best donkey, come on, set yourself free at 4pm on a Sunday. You're just a donkey, don't get so caught up in what you're doing, how you look, how you walk, how you act, what's going on. Understand your life, your gifting, everything, everything we have, everything He's blessed us with. It's all about lifting up the name of Jesus. It's just a donkey. High five someone and say, you're just a donkey. I just got some husbands in trouble, sorry about that. <laughs> the thing about this donkey was the donkey, everything changed. I mean, you think about, look at this story from the donkey's perspective. <laughs> Getting creative, Pastor Giovanni. Dude's just chilling every day. He's just tied up. No purpose. No vision. No one's ever ridden him before. No one. He's just hanging. He's just, I don't know what they do. Like, just chilling, I guess. Like, can you imagine when the disciples come up and untie the rope? He's thinking, who are these guys? Like, like, what are you doing, man? Like. It's my rope. <laughs> but the animal that is known for being stubborn submits when he's called by the Creator. Yeah. And the moment he submits and comes out, what we were talking about, what Pastor Jens was talking about, comes under the cover of the Creator. You think that donkey's ever walked down that path and people were laying out palms in front of him? Come on. I dare say he'd walked that track before. Yeah. Someone gets on his back and he's, he's like, what are we doing? He's like, we're gonna go down this path. I know where I'm going. All of a sudden he gets to start, people start laying down things in front of him. Come on. You wanna see the favour of God break out in your life? I wanna tell you, God, you will be amazed at what God will pour out and what people will pour out in front of you if you make a decision that you're just gonna submit to the plan of God, let everything go, recognise, you know what? God, You are the Creator. you got plan and purpose for my life. I'm just a donkey. Tell me what You want me to do and I'm just gonna do it. You will unlock destiny and favour in your life when you recognise I'm just a donkey. Oh, this set me free yesterday. I'm telling you, I was running around, felt like I just thinking I'm a donkey. <laughs> it's a powerful concept. And everything changed when he started to carry Jesus. Come on. I, wanna, I wanna encourage you, when you, start, when you start recognising, when you walk into that workplace... I'm carrying Jesus. You know what God will start to do and will unlock in your life? This is what we're doing. Our church, as much as it's blessed and what we're doing, our senior pastors understand that it's, it's still just a donkey. And if we get so caught up just being a church and doing nice services, we've got too many churches that every Sunday come along and put bows on the donkey and brush the donkey down and maybe give a donkey a little pedicure and brush his teeth. And listen, what good is it having a nice donkey if Jesus is not sitting on it? Jesus makes the donkey. And when we have people coming to church, they've got to come and encounter Jesus Christ or we're just having a nice happy clappy club. We've got to see people encounter Jesus Christ in every one of our services and in our lives. This is what Heart for Orange County is all about. It's about carrying Jesus to lost and dying people. One of the most freeing things is recognising I'm just a donkey. My job is just a donkey. Let me tell you, your family, it's a donkey as well. Some of you are like, I'm gonna tell them when I get home. Parents, your children are donkeys. Some of you are agreeing too loud with me. You're like, have you seen his room? I oh, know. I touched on it in the last service, but it's a similar thing. Parents that get so obsessed with their children that they forget. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, Psalm 127 says, children are like arrows in the hand of a warrior. Happy is the man whose quiver is full. Do you know what your family is for? To carry Jesus. When you understand that, when you recognize that, you release them into their destiny. You release them into the call of God and the plan and purpose He has for His life. And guess what? It might look different to your plan. I got parents, I got my dad who gets up every Monday morning, Australian time, at 3 a.m. to watch our live stream. Because he knows he's just a donkey and we send him out and we release him to do what God's called him to do. I want to tell you, parents, you will unlock your child's destiny when you send them out and you recognise and you pray it over them and you say, God, take them. Do whatever you want to do with them. God, pour out upon them. God, use them. I recognise that they are just a donkey to carry Jesus. You unlock your children. They're just donkeys. Everything that we do. You know why we take up offerings here? To buy more donkeys. Donkeys. We'd love to start one day an internship program here. Free Chapel internship. What about Free Chapel Bible College? We got skate ramp outside. Talk with Pastor Jake. Wouldn't it be sick one day to build a massive skate park for the teenagers? So teenagers are not hanging out in some run down place, skating, getting into trouble. They can come to the church to skate. It's a donkey. Kids facilities, divine women's conference, men's conference, forward conference. You know what we need? We need more donkeys. That's when you sow into an offering at Free Chapel. You know what you're doing? You're buying donkeys. You're buying donkeys that can carry Jesus to lost people. And I believe, and I never, ever, ever do this. I believe God is speaking to some people about your giving. And I've never, you know, I've never done this in a message ever before. But I felt it yesterday as I was praying. That God, I felt like God said to me, challenge some people. God's telling some of you it's time to buy a donkey. And I'm not, a, I mean, call it whatever. Yeah, I never, ever do anything like this. But what I'm saying is I understand what you will unlock in your life. That's what we're about. We're about, do you know what, Spartanburg? It's the biggest donkey Spartanburg's ever seen. But it's a donkey. It's about carrying Jesus, all of these things that we do, everything, it all costs money. But I believe the church, church's vision should not be restricted by finances. We need people that will come and partner and say, I want a partner to buy some donkeys to see some lost people won to Jesus and see a generation turned around. That's, that's pretty much my message. And I finished two minutes and 25 seconds early. You can thank me later. Yeah. So good. I, know it's, I know it's basic. So but yeah. <laughs> yeah. but I, wanna, I wanna encourage you with this. What have you still got that's tied up? The God's saying, bring me that. Some of you have got some donkeys that are tied up because you don't trust the master. Some of you have got a business that's tied up and the reason why it's tied up is you're so fearful. You're worried of trusting God with your business. Some of you have got your kids tied up. Some of you have got the dreams and understand your dreams that you have, the vision that you have is a donkey. It's awesome. Go for it. Listen, step into it. Give it everything you've got, but don't forget that it's a donkey. And you will limit its destiny. You will limit what you do if the donkey remains tied up. But tonight, it's time to set the donkey free. It's time to untie some donkeys and say, okay, God, it's yours. I trust you. Plan and purpose that you have. Young people, what you wanna study. College that you wanna go to. Do it all, it's awesome. Still just a donkey though. Give it to Him. Let's all stand to our feet right across this place. Lord God, we thank You. Just close your eyes. Lord, we thank You for Your touch. God, we thank You for what You've given us. God, we thank You for the plans and the purpose and the gifting, the anointing, the influence that's here in this room right now. But God, we recognise at the end of the day, it's just a donkey. And we release it to You right now. We trust You. something I want you to visualise, just untying the donkey. Trust Him. Let Him take it. I want to tell you what God will do with that. It's far beyond what you could possibly imagine or try and do yourself. But you've got to let the donkey loose. Right across this place, let's raise our hands to heaven. Lord God, we surrender to You now. God, with everything that we have and everything that we are. God, we love You so much. And God, we trust in You. And God, we just want to be donkeys for You. Donkeys that carry Jesus to people. And God, right now as a church, we surrender our life to Your will once again. Lord God, we surrender our dreams. We surrender our destiny, our plan and purpose, our gifting. And God, we say, take it. Do whatever it is that You wanna do because we just wanna carry Jesus. We just wanna lift up Jesus. We just want our life to magnify Jesus. And I want you now to just begin to worship Him. I want you. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were blessed.